You're listening to the Gordon Damer Show podcast on 98.7 ESPN. I knew it. I knew it. Never a doubt. Had it all the way. Off and running on this Friday, October 9th. Hey, this is the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM, ESPN New York. Lots to do on this Friday edition. Of course, one hour to do so. And the main headline, of course, is that the Yankee season is still alive, not dead yet. And that, of course, is where we have to begin. Even as we get ready for week five in the NFL, we have a game five. Tonight, Yankees force game five by beating the Rays last night 5-1. We will get to Jordan Montgomery. We'll get to Glaber Torres. We'll get to the job the Yankee bullpen did. We'll get to all of that. But before we get to all of that, can we all agree on one thing which should now be abundantly clear? I get that we didn't like the Game 2 decision of starting Davey Garcia and going to Jay Happ. That pitching decision the Yankees made was dopey for all the reasons that were made at the time. But can we now all agree, as we head into Game 5 tonight, that decision did not decide the series. Because if the Yankees had lost last night, you know, and I know, for sure, a lot of people would have been pointing to that decision. It changed the series. It changed the momentum. The Rays' offense from that point on. Blah, 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 blah. I'm sorry. No best-of-five series is decided by a decision at the start of Game 2 when you've already won Game 1. You don't lose the series when, even at the worst-case scenario, the series is 1-1. So I think that we can all now agree to stop pointing out that the series was decided when that happened. It wasn't the case then. It's not the case now. Even in Game 2, you had more than enough opportunities to overcome what we all agree was a dopey decision at the time. But, I mean, I saw A-Rod have a take yet. Oh, the players, they have to be thinking about the front office. The front office getting involved in the game. Well, here's the thing. I, I think the whole thing was overblown. But it, let's say that's true. All right, I, obviously, A-Rod played baseball. I, don't, I didn't. So maybe he has a, a, a real finger on the pulse. It did feel like, for a lot of people, this was a chance to really crush Cashman. And, you know, I'm sure that there's probably some uh, animosity there between A-Rod and Cashman after the, you know, everything that happened during his career. But let's say that that's true. Let's say that the players, the Yankee players, were impacted by that decision even beyond the decision being made in that game. Like in game three, it was still a factor to them. Well, then I would have to say, if that's the case, the Yankee players just simply are not mentally strong enough to win, right? You're just not good enough. If that, if that obstacle is enough to get you sidetracked from what the goal is of winning baseball, if you're still focusing on that, even after that happens, well, then you're simply not strong enough mentally. I'm sorry, but that's not the case. Clearly, Yankees came up with a gritty performance last night. They come up with a win last night. So it sets up game five tonight. Garrett Cole will take the ball against Tyler Glass now. Cole on three days rest. Glass now only on two days rest. And, of course, our coverage tonight will begin immediately following the K Show at 7 o'clock right here, 98.7 FM, ESPN New York. But last night, look, the Yankees showed grit. 
And I think you'd have to say that that all starts with Jordan Montgomery. Now, I do feel like people are making it out like Jordan Montgomery went out there and gave you four innings of, you know, just shutting, just mowing them down, just shutting them down. I mean, he walked between the raindrops at times, but he gave you exactly what you needed. You needed to get from here to there, right? You knew that the bullpen was going to be a key and just at what point were you in that bullpen? What guys were you going to rely on in that bullpen? And the deeper you got out of your starter, the the shorter, you know, the, the clearer the picture became of, all right, how do I get from here to there? And Montgomery giving you four innings. Look, he did a better job than Tanaka. He did a better job than Hap. He gave you a chance. And the Yankees grabbed a 2-0 lead in the second inning. Luke Voigt, one of the guys who we were talking about yesterday, really needs to step up. He did. Hits the home run. Yankees then proceed to load the bases, get a sack fly from LeMayhew to get a run. So 2-0, but left the bases loaded. And I have to be honest, at the time it felt like, oh boy, you know, that that feels like a moment you're going to look back on and say, boy, we really had a chance to break it open there. Now, not breaking it open there, at least this time, it was on the Yankees for not breaking it open there. It was not on the umpire for calling pitches that were clearly balls uh, strikes. So at least they had that. At least it was on them uh, not cashing in on more runs and Aaron Judge not being able to really kind of break it open and kind of, you know, much like Luke Voigt said he had to step up. He did. Aaron Judge needs to step up. And luckily for him, at least he gets another shot tonight. But then top of the third, you go out there and after you score two runs in the second inning, you're thinking to yourself, all right, let Jordan Montgomery go out there and just get a nice clean inning. One, two, three, nobody on base. And what does he do? Right off the bat, walks the leadoff hitter. And you think to yourself, oh, boy, here we go. Here we go. And then uh, Kiermaier, who had the big three-run home run against Tanaka the night before, he goes opposite field, has a double. So now you're sitting second and third, nobody out, and already the wheels have to be spinning, right? The wheels have to be spinning at that point. How much can you really expect to get out of Jordan Montgomery? But he comes back strong. Strikes out Zanino, Kyle Higashioka doing an amazing job behind the plate, blocking ball after ball after ball. And then you think, all right, maybe maybe he can figure a way out of it. Then he walks another batter. So now you got bases loaded, one out. And one of the aspects that I thought really stepped up for the Yankees last night was their defense. Their defense has been bad at times this year. But first inning, Voigt had a double play, turned a double play at first that was, uh, was key. That was big. And then in that third inning, D.J. LeMahieu, despite playing for the shift, is able to get his glove on the ball, make a play at second base to get one out on a grounder up the middle. A run scored, so it's 2-1, but that ball gets through, it's 2-2, and you don't get an out, and the, the, you know, then the, the Rays are really off and running. So now you got runners at first and third, two out, and uh, future Hall of Famer Randy Arozarena coming up, and you're thinking, I'll be honest with you, at that point I'm thinking, this feels like a mistake. Lefty against the righty, Arozarena has been so red hot, so locked in on every single pitch, it seems like. And I thought it was actually breaking news when they were actually able to get him out in the first inning. I, 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 it stunned me at first. I, I was sitting there on the couch, oh my God, that's po- I didn't know that was possible. You were allowed to get this guy out. But at that one, uh, it was... Um, Montgomery was able to get him to ground out the third, end of inning, end of threat. And really, what didn't seem like it so at, the, at that moment in time that you would know it, but that really was the Rays' best chance 
to kind of come through last night because once you got into the bullpen and Montgomery was able to go another inning, and they did have two guys on in the fourth, so maybe that wasn't the only threat they had, but that was their best chance to score because once the Yankees got into their bullpen, the bullpen last night performed as you drew it up. That's the way you thought the Yankee bullpen, and it has many times during the regular season. That's the way the bullpen's supposed to perform. Chad Green, two hitless innings. Britton comes on, got five outs for you. Chapman firing, I mean, just absolute BBs. I mean, hitting 101, he gets the final four outs. So big win, big performance. Yankees getting off the mat. Glaber Torres, a guy who needed to kind of – and it wasn't like Glaber's been bad in the series. He's had some hits. But the two-run home run for him gives you some breathing room. Higashioka with a tack-on run, who is now clearly the Yankees catcher, right? I mean, at this point, if you're starting him in that game, and it was just as well you did, because if you didn't start him in that game, when Montgomery is spiking curveballs with the bases loaded, if Gary had been catching for all the Gary Sanchez truthers who are very, very quiet right now, they have gone quiet. They have gone under the radar for sure. You'd have to say right now, Gary Sanchez is kind of unplayable. Now, he's going to, if you are somehow able to win tonight, he's going to have to play at some point because you're playing every single day, and Kyle Higashioka is not going to be able to do that every single day. So Sanchez will have to be out there at some point. But right now, with his offense being as bad as it's been and his defense as bad as it is, He's kind of unplayable right now, but that's a that's really a question for, for after the season of whether or not the Yankees are going to cut bait on Gary Sanchez or not. But Voigt steps up, Glaber steps up, and you know what? You have to be honest. You have to be fair. The biggest reason for concern for me going into last night was Aaron Boone pushing all the right buttons. Now it went according to plan. He didn't have to he didn't have to adjust on the fly. He stayed with Montgomery in the third. I think that was probably his toughest decision of the night because I would have taken him out for when he was facing off against the Rosarina. But here's what I want. I want you all, and I'll try to do it myself. I think we all should stay as negative as we were going into game four. It makes me feel better. And I realize if the Yankees had lost last night, the calls would be Oh, my God, they'd be lined up, full bank of calls. Kill Boone, kill Cashman, kill analytics, kill math, kill the players. This move didn't work. And nothing is over, right? Series, the Yankees could go out tonight and lose just as easily as last night. And one of the reasons that over the course of the day I felt a little bit more confident was as the day went along and I was listening to the station, I mean, basically nobody thought the Yankees were going to win last night. It almost seemed like a lot of fans didn't expect them to even bother, didn't even expect them to show up. So we get game five tonight, and I would say keep that intensity. Keep that negativity. It's, it's better that you keep that neg- Expect them not to win tonight. I'd rather you feel that way. And let's be honest, yesterday you all felt that way, or at least a good majority of you did. So don't, let's, not, let's not get it twisted. Let's not go back and have revisionist history. I would say keep that negativity Keep that, that same intensity that you had yesterday where 63% of you said the Yankee season ended tonight. I'm going to do it. I'm doing my part. Keep that negativity. Aaron Boone's the worst. The pitching's the worst. The offense is the worst. This guy's the worst. That guy's the worst. Cashman. All these things. Keep that. 
Don't change. Like when you are watching a game, right? I don't know. Maybe uh, I'm, I'm the only one that does this. But you ever have like magical thinking? Like you think that if you change your spot, the game is going to change. Or you do something. When it gets to a really big moment of the game, you sit in a certain way. Does anybody else do that? I do that. I do a specific thing where I kind of put my like two fingers over my eyes. Like, so I'm looking through my fingers. Yes, I'm a grown man at 49 years old still doing this. But I would just say, keep your intensity. That's the, I think that's the point. Keep your intensity. So for all the people now voting on the poll question, tonight's game five, Yankees raised. Did the Yankees win tonight? I don't like it. Now you're all flipping. Don't flip. Stay in the same box you were in yesterday. It worked yesterday. Keep the negativity. And I would say simply, if it turns out the Yankees win tonight, you can always change later. Stay negative. People in this day and age, oh, negative thinking, negative. No. If it worked before, stay with what works. And you should stay negative. That's my point. 1-800-919-ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. So as we get ready for Game 5 tonight, Big game five, right? Garrett Cole on three days rest. He's never done it before. Tyler Glass now on two days rest. has never done it before. You want to win, obviously, because you want to move on. But there's another little reason why you want to move on. Not just, you know, they were saying on the broadcast last night, and they say, people say these things, you know, the Yankees really would like to get a lead. Oh, they would. They would like to get a lead. Interesting. They don't want to fall behind and have to work their way back. That would make for a much better story. But the one other reason you want to win tonight is that it just happens to be a team that's waiting the winner that uh, you have some payback for. You got a little bit of payback for them. But that's that's down the road. Let's keep our negativity. Yankees aren't going to win tonight, right? They can't win. It's over already. Boone, Cash, all these obstacles that they've had. And they can't win because of what happened in game two. So it's already decided. 1-800-919-ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. Let's get a couple of calls in here. Because, uh, look, if, if the Yankees had lost, there would be way more calls. I'll tell you that right now. We're probably not going to have a full bank this morning of calls and calls and calls because they won. And when they win, it all goes away. There's not going to be any criticism of the analytics today. The numbers are all fine. Boone will be fine today. Cashman will be allowed to keep his job for another day. Let's be honest. When they lose, all those things, they're the punching bags. But that's not going to be the case today. But it should be. You should be criticizing them all. All you phonies. Omar and Queens. Uh, oh, excuse me. Omar and Brooklyn. Eli and Queens. All these people. Call. And we love you. But let's keep that negativity. Keep it focused. That's your part. That's your job to do. So let's get a couple of calls. 1-800-919-ESPN. 1-800-919-3776. Greg is in East Meadow. Greg, you know negativity, my friend. Let's be honest. Uh, well, listen, I... I heard you a couple minutes ago saying, you know, nobody's they'd be lying about. So I said, you know what, I got a call. So here I am. Listen, I picked Tampa Bay in four because, as you know, I'm a very negative Yankees fan because this team, to me, always underperforms. Okay. So Aaron Judge does what Aaron Judge does, which is nothing. I hate to see the guy coming up in a big spot, which is kind of sad. But that's, but that's the story with Aaron Judge. But it's funny that you mentioned Houston because, God forbid, please. If it's already been written and the Yankees win only to lose to Houston, I would rather they lose tonight. Yeah, you know, I, I thought about doing that with the poll question today, yeah. The Yankees were chirping so much after, you know, the whole Houston thing went down and baseball made that finding. 
they were all, you know, blob, sharp and sharp and sharp and about the whole thing, saying some rather harsh stuff, as they should, by the way. But if you get the chance to face this team and lose, oh, my God. Yeah, no, that would be, that would be bad. And look, uh, th- there's no team that has had an easier road to get to where they are than the Astros. Now, play, now they didn't draw it up that way. It's just the way it came about, so you can't blame them. But to play the Twins and the A's in back-to-back rounds, uh, you can't have an, e- an easier road than that. And you, you talk about chirping. The Astros, they, are, they love to chirp, right? They, they said it after beating the Twins in the first round of the play. Oh, what are you going to say now? Well, what we're going to say now is what we've been saying all the time. You got, you guys, in 2017, you cheated to win a title, and that title is tainted as a result. I mean, so, yeah, but no, if the Yankees end up losing to the Astros, that would, uh, that would be bad. I'm not. <laughs> that would, that would, and then wait to hear what the Astros have to say. All right, Gordon, great show. All right, great. Thanks, later. man. All right, 1-800-919-ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. No, look, if it is, as, he, as Greg was saying, if it's, if, if it's predetermined, right, and the Astros are going to the World Series this year, uh, that would be uh, horrendous. I might have to. Uh, I might have to take a sabbatical. I might. I might have to take uh, a break because I don't know. And the crazy thing is, forget about it. it. Wouldn't just be the Astros talking during the game or after the game. They probably would come to your house. Carlos Correa would probably come to your house and tell you. And, and here's the thing: they cheated. It's not. It's not up for debate. And. The point with cheaters that you see in sport, you know, cheaters usually don't need to cheat, but they just can't help themselves. Like, did Barry Bonds need to go to Balco to become a, a great? Now, he wouldn't have been the player that he turned out to be, which is the greatest player we've ever seen or will ever see. There's nobody close. Unless you were alive for Babe Ruth, there's nobody close. But did he need to cheat? No. Did Clemens need to cheat? Probably not. Did Bill Belichick Need to cheat? No. And the Astros are the same way. And they clearly cheated. Make no mistake, the evidence of them cheating is far greater than the other three or anybody else that you can think of. But there's no doubt that they did cheat. So what are you going to say? The same thing that we've always said. 2017 is a tainted title. You got away with it. The ends justified the means. So that doesn't have any impact on right now. Nobody ever said the Astros weren't a good team. What they said was they were a good team who knew exactly what pitches were coming because they cheated. That's all. 1-800-919-ESPN. 1-800-919-3776. Can I get another call in here or is it too late? All right, let's go to Jerry in Brooklyn. Jerry is a negative fan. He can't wait for the Yankees to lose. I guess you're not a Yankee fan. No, no, I'm not. I'm a Mets fan, but I'm also go. a Jet, Met, and Knicks fan. So, right, so I'm you got nothing going on. Yeah, your your sports calendar is wide open. <laughs> you ain't kidding. Um, you know, I I bet uh, Tampa Bay in four games. Um, I play rotisserie uh, in a hedge fund league. I take it seriously. We have a lot of fun, and uh, I have two Tampa Bay relievers on my team: Diego Castillo and Nick Anderson. And um, I think if they get into the game, just look at their ERAs. Um, they didn't have a lot of saves, but they were almost unhittable. And and I also realized and rationalized that uh, Garrett Cole will have to win every game he pitches. He loses one game in any series. Oh, God, it's over. Right, yeah. That's right. Uh, yeah, no, absolutely, Jerry. That's fair. 
Is that it? All right. I guess that's it. Yeah, no, Garrett Cole has to win uh, for the Yankees to win. There's no question about that. And uh, if he doesn't, the Yankees are kind of screwed, and that will be the conversation. That will be the only conversation. If Garrett Cole goes out there tonight and does not pitch well, that will be the focus. The guy is making basically what the entire Rays team is making, practically. So, yes, no, we know – that's the thing about the Yankees. If they lose or when they lose, we all know all the conversations that are going to be had even before we know how it happens. Even before we know how it happens. Well, you're like the leaves that fall off the tree and then just blow whichever the way the wind's blowing. Yesterday, what was it, 63% of you all said, oh, season's over. They're not going to win a night. And now they win a game last night, a nice, crisp, sharp performance Great job by Jordan Montgomery. Great job by the Yankee bullpen. And let's give a little bit of credit to Aaron Boone. Now, not too much, right? We didn't give him the blame. Most of us didn't give him the blame for the whole Game 2 thing because it wasn't his decision. He didn't come up with that. So I'm not going to go out and say, wow, what a masterful job by Aaron Boone. But he was the one who's actually making the in-game pitching decisions. Now, they're heavily influenced by the numbers given to him by the analytics crew. And the front office, so they have a hand in it as well. But if he doesn't follow that advice or goes against that advice, he's the one that's going to get in trouble. So we're not going to give him too much credit for it, but a little bit of credit, just a little bit of credit. But my, my bigger issue today is with all you people, when, when it's going good, you don't change. So you all doubt, well, not all of you, but two-thirds of you, two out of every three people thought the season was going to end yesterday. It didn't. And now, two-thirds of you are going the other way. You're all a bunch of frauds. And I'm guessing that by the end of the, you know, the, the poll question, I don't remember what time we run it to, but probably about noon, I'm guessing that most of you are going, even greater numbers are going to be, don't touch it, just leave it alone. Don't get your fat hands involved in it. Just stay where you were. Don't move. Just sit where you were. Stay where you are. Keep that negativity. Keep it going. I don't want to hear from you. Actually, I do want to hear from you. One eight hundred nine one. I mean, you know, what I'm saying with the poll question. Vote the way you voted yesterday. Don't all this. Oh, you know what? They they looks great. And I'm sure today, over the course of the shows, people, you know what? We got Garrett Cole going tonight. Yankee bats are clicking all of a sudden, with the exception of Aaron Judge. You know, it was so nice of Aaron Judge. He had that one at bat where he popped up behind the plate on the very first pitch. He wanted to get Montgomery back on the mound as quick as possible. He wanted to stay in his groove. That's a team player. That's a guy who's looking out for the betterment of the team, even sacrificing his own personal stats. So good job by Aaron Judge there. But to all of you, stop stop switching. Stop. How can you – and I'll be honest, I'm kind of – I don't I don't feel great about tonight. I'm expecting to sit there. And I fully expect the way it's going to be drawn up today over the course of the shows here is that everybody's going to be, oh, you got Garrett Cole going. You know, Garrett Cole, three days he wants the ball. This is the reason why you got him. The Yankees have no excuses. God, we'll hear about how the Yankees have no excuses for the rest of the time. One of the two guys that are pitching tonight, there's a very good chance, I would say, by the third inning, you know how this game is going to go. This is not going to be some great pitcher's duel between two guys going on short rest. The Yankees are going to be in the bullpen, I think, before too long, and the Rays are going to be in the bullpen before too long. And whichever team is going to the bullpen first is probably the team that's losing, right? I mean, 
the chances of both of these guys going out there and pitching like they are expected generally to pitch when they're both pitching on short rest and Cole has never pitched on, on short rest before and Glass now, has, I don't think, has ever pitched on two days rest in his life. Both guys prone to home runs, all that type of stuff. Chances of this being what you think of as a great pitching matchup going in, chances of it actually being carried out are, are, are probably not great. Probably not great. So I would just say, keep the same level of negativity. Okay? That's all I'm saying. one 800 919 espn one 800 919 Should we get some football points in now? Ah, I guess we'll take some more calls. People want to get in on it. Let's get them. Eli in Queens, one of the people I called out. Eli, what's going on? Listen, it's not going to be negative because, tell you the truth, it was a good win yesterday. Cause, right, but Aaron uh, Boone still deserves to be fired? Yeah, of course. How you, okay, how good. you think of Britain at, Britain at the, eight, the eighth inning when he was dealing? Like, the game was close at that point, and then you're going to bring in Chapman, and he walked, he, he walked the first batter that, that mm-hmm. he faced, and mm-hmm. didn't hit, like, he hit, like, one for 32. But, you know, the, you know, the offense, uh, this guy, Gleyber Torres, hit a, a big home run. Yes. And well, to tell you the truth, this this game, I'm, I'm a little shaky about it because I'm telling you, I think Alavino is going to have a, 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 a big contribution to it, I'm thinking. But uh, if it's not a blowout win where the Yankees are, like, you know, hitting glass out early and, uh, you know, it allows uh, this, guy to, this guy to settle in and, and go at least seven, I don't have faith in it because, like I said, Boone, Boone doesn't, click, you know, doesn't click the right buttons a lot of times. So. That- Eli, that's fair. I have questions about Aaron Boone. I had questions about him going into last night, pushing all the right buttons. That was my greatest concern because you knew that the bullpen was going to be heavily involved, and what are the chances that Aaron Boone, who's generally a little late on the switch in these playoff games, what's the chances that he's going to push all the right buttons? Not just the right button here or there, but every single decision that he makes is going to be correct. Doesn't It doesn't seem good. So keep that. I, I appreciate it. Keep that same feeling. Don't all of a sudden flip-flop. Because they won one game. Stay in the negative column. I appreciate that. Listen, I've been, I've been telling you that Aaron Boone it was, it was a bad manager ever since he got hired. So I'm not going to say it now. Uh, <laughs> I, you know, I don't necessarily disagree, Eli, and not to go and, 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 and uh, relitigate the whole case of, of when he got hired. I didn't like the move at the time. I would have stayed with Girardi. Uh, I feel like that has kind of played out the same way. Now, if the Yankees go out and win a title this year, well, maybe then I might change my mind, but it's clear that Aaron Boone is not what you would call. And it's not just him. There's a lot of managers this way. It's not, he's not Earl Weaver, right? He's not, uh, he's not Jim Leland. He's not playing by his gut. He's not, uh, he's not sitting in the dugout, making the decisions on his own. He's using data. And, and look, if you have information, you want someone, I don't want someone just playing it by his gut. Ah, you know what? I feel like this is, I mean, imagine having someone, imagine doing that in your life. Just making every decision you make. Yeah, you know, it just feels right. Well, there's a lot of cars coming on this road. Ah, don't worry about the amount of cars on this road. I'm making a right on red no matter what. It just feels right. No, of course not. You want the information and your decisions to be based on information. But, it, you know, it's not, uh, it's not the way it was when back in the day, a, a baseball manager. So the criticism of Aaron Boone, which I point out all the time, it's kind of hard to know exactly what to criticize him on when there's a lot of things that are not his decisions, right? The resting of guys. He didn't, he didn't come up with that. The lineup every single day, he's not coming up with that. 
There's a lot of things that he doesn't come up with. But the pitching to in the in-game pitching decisions, I think that's one of the ones that's fair to criticize him on when it goes wrong, assuming he did something wrong. Sometimes you, you make the right decision and it plays out wrong. That one's one, I think, where it's fair to criticize him. But last night, all, all thumbs up. And I would say for tonight, going in, I don't know how Cole's going to pitch. I'm hoping he's going to give you five, six innings. I don't know that's going to be the case. But if you have to get into the bullpen quickly, I would say simply, I would be managing the game almost backwards tonight. Like if it gets to a situation where you're in the third inning and it's clear you got to go to somebody out of that pen, I have no problems going to the guys that I went to last night. Now, Green's probably out. But if I get to an if I get to the third inning, right, and it's bases loaded, nobody out, and I know I need outs at that point, and it's clear that I can't stay with Cole. He's been all over the place all night, and I can't trust him. The first guy I'm going to is either Britton or Chapman. I'm not. I'm almost managing the game backwards in that I want to keep the game right where it is and hope that the offense catches up and the Yankees break out at some point, and that by the end of the game. I can still get the win with Luis Sessa. I'm not going to Luis Sessa in the in the third inning. If it's if it's a critical spot in the game, I'm managing the game backwards. I'm keeping the game right where it is. I'm going to my best guys. I'm not saving my best guys for later. I'm using them right then and there. Lewis is in Whippany. One eight hundred nine one nine ESPN. Lewis, what's going on, my friend? Hey, how you doing, Gordon? I'm good this morning, my friend. We'll see how we uh, how we do tonight. Well, I hope you guys do. Yes, I, I hope know the Yankees do. lose. Yeah, I, 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 I would literally I do – if I have to watch the game, you know, with my back turned to the TV the whole time, with a mirror, if I have to hold a glass of water over my – if I have to, you know, go outside and do it up, up and down my yard, do I'm going to – I'm going to – I'm going to – I'm going to throw all the negative energy in the world towards the Yankees. You know, I, I if I have to that. wear – Thank you. you know, That's a sign to, of a true you know, friend. No, no, no. If I have to – if I have to literally wear every Houston – Astros jersey that I have, every mm-hmm. Boston Red Bulls jersey that I have, just to project all why the would negative. You, well, energy. Lewis, why you would know, you have a Houston I, Astros and, jersey? Because my dad's from uh, my dad's a Houston. Astros Still, fan. why would you have? Why? I mean, do you have a, a jersey for Satan? I mean, you don't have any Satan jerseys. I mean, that's what they are. They're baseball Satan. You know what? You know what? I might. You know what? I might. I might just get one. You know what? And and, and I'll wear it every time a Yankees play, just so you guys can lose. You know what? You know what? You know. What? I, I I just hate getting on every day listening to you when the Yankees play and listening to these crybaby Yankees fans complaining about everything. And also, is it finally time for you to admit that Aaron Judge should have been gone? He's doing nothing. What, what, He's gone. Gone where? Lewis, gone where? Why would you be tra- – I mean, that's where you lose me. And look, I appreciate the call and I appreciate the negativity. I want negativity. I want – if you were negative yesterday, stay negative. Don't switch. Don't move. Just stay in the same spot and do the same things as you did yesterday. Maybe we'll do headlines again. Maybe that's what we got to do. I don't know. But why would they have gotten rid of Aaron Judge? It, it, it makes no sense. Now, he's been bad. He's been terrible. I don't know. Maybe he's hurt. I, I don't know. I don't know what the problem is. He's certainly – but all it takes is one swing for him to break out. I didn't hear anybody complain, you know – he did have a home run against the Indians. It was kind of an important home run there. I think it's possible he can turn things around. I'm not, you know, here's the thing. 
I'm not going to give up on everybody as soon as they fail once or twice. And right now, Aaron, Aaron Judge is failing. He's, he's, been, he's been kind of invisible. He's been bad in the series. And, and maybe you have to drop him down in the order. Maybe you got to move Stanton up in the order. You got to do something to try to get him going. But no, I don't have to. Tra- I don't have to trade Aaron Judge. I don't have to do. I don't have to do any of those things right now. Can we focus on the now? Like that's like three years from now. Let's focus right now. You know, it's like you're talking to your wife about the kids' grades, and she starts talking about how she wants to redo the kitchen. Uh, you know, can we focus on the, the the immediate right here? Can we focus on what's important? And Torres turns on one down the left field line. That is hooking. That is. And it is gone. A booming home run from Glaber Torres in the Western Metal Supply Company. Two-run jack. Glaber Torres makes it 4-1 Yankees. Ah, uh, Brian Anderson to call on TBS, TNT? No, it starts on TNT, then it goes to TBS. Whatever, you know what I'm saying. The Yankees getting off the mat and winning last night, but... The focus for today is keeping the negativity, keeping it rolling. You know, one thing, and uh, it just drives me nuts. Has anyone ever tried to sell you on a worse idea than Brian Anderson has been trying to sell you on base cam? Right? They put the camera in the base this year. I think this is the first year they've done it. Maybe it was before that. I, I never really focused on it as much this year. Base cam is the stupidest idea. That's an idea of someone who has no idea what they're doing, and they think that that's a good idea. First off, half of the camera shot is dirt. (laughs) It's up against dirt. It's a fantastic angle to look at the baseball infield dirt, but, you know, not really uh, a, a major factor in who wins and who loses the games. The dirt is pretty much just the dirt. And the base, that's what the people are trying to tag. So there's a portion of the shot where whoever's running to the base, they're sliding into the base, right? So they're going to cover up the camera. Does that seem like a good idea? It doesn't seem like... I know one thing, and it might have seemed like a good idea when you were dreaming it up, but now that I've seen it carried out, it's terrible. It's a terrible idea. Hey, you know what? I got a better idea. Let's put a camera in the ball. Let's put a camera in the ball. Well, Gordon, they're trying to hit the ball, so the ball will be flying through. It will be like a phone being dropped out of the sky. Doesn't matter. I think it's a great idea. Put a camera in the ball. Let's see what that looks like. Hey, you know what? Let's put a camera in the bat. Well, Gordon, they're swinging the bat. It won't be a good catch. Doesn't matter. It'll look cool. Uh, No, it won't. Base cam doesn't look cool. Stop trying to sell me on, on base cam. It's terrible. How about shoe cam? No. The shoes are on the ground. It's right up against the dirt. It's the same problem as base cam. Stop trying to make. And you know what? You can. T- <laughs> I feel like you can tell Ron Darling thinks it's terrible too. Because every time Brian Anderson is like, "How cool is that? How cool is that? Huh? How cool is that? It's not cool. It's stupid. It's stupid. You can't see anything. You can't see where the tag is. You just see Brett Gardner's foot coming at you, or his hand and his big mitt. It's so stupid." All right, 1-800-919-ESPN is the uh, phone number. Look, i got to mention the football because it's week five and all that type of stuff, so let's uh, get a couple of points on the football here before we get back to the calls. 1-800-919-ESPN. Giants-Cowboys this week on Sunday. 
I think the point here is you, you, this is the week. If the Giants are going to – I know that doesn't happen often, but if, the, if you better show up and score some points, right? I mean, the Cowboys' defense has been god-awful. You've not scored a touchdown in, what, last 20 possessions? And I've seen people tweet about, uh, you know, Dwayne Haskins has now been benched by Washington, and they're comparing Dwayne Haskins' numbers to Daniel Jones. The takeaway should be that Washington is dumb, not that the Giants should be benching uh, Daniel Jones. Dwayne Haskins has played, started, I think, 10 games, and their team is not very good. So trying to win games when you're not very good, it's fool's gold. Like, I heard, uh, who was saying it yesterday? You know, they're only a game out. Maybe they try to make a run. What's the point of trying to win a division when if you're going to win the division, you're going to be 6-10? and 10. So trying to win with Kyle Allen, I mean, talk about cutting off your nose to spite your face. Or Alex Smith, I, I get it's a nice story, but geez, Louise, take the whole year. Go out and show what you can do if you're Dwayne Haskins. And if he's not good, if he still stinks at the end of this year, all right, then you're going to get a high pick and you go take another quarterback and get back in. But the giant point is Daniel Jones has got to go out there and play better. I don't want to hear any excuses. I don't want to hear any excuses with Sam Darnold. I don't want to hear any excuses with Daniel Jones. Go out. Don't turn the ball over. Make some plays. Score some points. If you don't win, that's one thing. But at least – it's not enough just to be competitive every single week and, and lose. You have to go out and score some points because this is a big year for the court. That's what we're judging. it. You know, we're not really judging the year and the progress made on the, on the Giants' defense, which has shown progress and has been far better than I think we all kind of expected. But at some point, there's going to be a breaking point if the offense is not scoring any points week in and week out. Uh, Jets and Cardinals. Joe Flacco is starting. Oh, who is ready? Just when you thought the Jets season couldn't get any more exciting, it's Joe Flacco and Frank Gore. The Cardinals' offense has really started to struggle here over the uh, last couple of weeks after they started 2-0. And the Jets are the overwhelming number one team in our poop rankings, which we do now on Mondays. Everybody else has their power rankings on Monday. We do our poop rankings with the Giants and the Jets. Could you imagine? I don't think it's going to happen. Could you imagine if Joe Flacco goes out and wins a game, oh, my God, what a disaster that would be for the Jet fan. And I heard Bart Scott yesterday saying that Flacco actually fits Adam Gase's system better than Sam Darnold. Is there any greater indictment? And I'm not saying he's wrong. Is there any greater indictment of Adam Gase's system than a 34-year-old washed Joe Flacco? is better? If they, he's better for your system... Boy, do you got a bad system. Boy, do you need to change the system. And if it's true, if that's true, what an indictment of Darnold that is. Boy, he better pray the Jets lose this week. He should be hitting his knee every night praying. Can you imagine what the Darnold cult will come up with if the Jets ever won a game this week? Oh, my God, the excuse-making. They would be spinning like a top. Thankfully, that's not going to happen. The Jets are going to lose again because they are the number one team in the poop rankings. And almost, you'd have to say, they have almost an insurmountable lead at getting that number one overall pick. I know there's other teams that are winless, but when you take a look at all the factors, and we, we run it through the analytics machine. We have an analytics machine here in the Gordon Damer Show, and all the numbers, everything is factored in, including the Magic 8-ball. So the Jets are the overwhelming worst team in football so far. So not even Joe Flacco can save them. Not even Joe Flacco can save them. All right, 1-800-919-ESPN is the phone number, 1-800-919-3776. Let's go to uh, Neil is in the Bronx. Neil. Good morning, Gordon. Neil, what's going on, my man? 
All right, my brother. Um, that Aaron Boone comment to get Montgomery back on the mound, that was funny as hell. I didn't laugh so hard. It was, oh, my God. Oh, Aaron hilarious. Judge. Yes, yes. Aaron Judge. Look, he's now, a team guy, man. Now, let's keep it negative, right, Gordy? You want to keep yes, it negative today? Absolutely. So I got a negative scenario for you. Okay. Garrett Cole gets pulled out in the first inning after giving up Grand Slam with nobody out. How's that yeah. negative for you? Yeah, that's a, that's look, it's a possibility. I know that you know, we all kind of expect going into these games, you know, Garrett Cole, he's the big money guy, but the fact that he's going on short rest, I do think that that leaves uh some 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 real uh you know, it's really kind of up in the air of what you're going to get, how long you're going to be able to get tonight. It's great that he says he wants the ball, but whether or not he can perform like that, I don't know. Uh we'll see. But if the if the he runs into trouble, to me, you have to go about the game as I said earlier. You have to go again like backwards, and it's not about saving this guy or that guy for later in the game. If there's you know bases loaded, third inning, one out, and you need a big strikeout or you need a big out, to me, even though they pitched yesterday, it has to be either Britton or Chapman at that point. And you know what? I'll figure out the. It's almost like yesterday, right? You had to you had to get that win. And you'll figure out game five when you get to game five. Exactly. Third inning, you got to figure out how to get to the seventh inning. Let's figure that out down the road. We got to save the game right now. So Aaron Boone has to show me that uh, that that that's the way they they're going to approach it tonight. If that does turn out to be the case. Well, I'm going to go with a cliche, and that's why he's going to pay the big bucks, right? Absolutely. That well, look, Neil. Every time today, and look, it's Friday, and Neil, thanks for the call. Every time you hear, if you listen to the station today. Every time you hear some variation of that's why he gets paid the big bucks, take a drink. And this way, if the Yankees lose, you won't even know what happened in the game because that phrase is going to be used a lot. There's no excuses. That's probably going to be the number one because there are no excuses. The Yankees never get excuses. And you'd have to say they don't deserve excuses, right? Like think of the other teams that are there. Dodgers, the obstacle of the season that they had to deal with and – Going into the year, they were everyone's pick, right? They're the team to beat the Dodgers, the Dodgers, the And they're there. They're there in the National League Championship Series. The Braves, all the obstacles of all the COVID stuff with uh, Freddie Freeman and the pitchers they lost in the course of the season, talking about obstacles to overcome, and yet the Braves are there. The Astros, they've overcome. They had their secret weapon exposed and taken away. And yet they're still winning. And they have, now look, their team was was below 500. If they didn't have the format this year, they would not have been in. But they advanced. They got the job done. They beat up the the tough and playoff tested Twins. They took down the the playoff juggernaut in the Oakland A's. And they're there. So the Yankees, I would think, in terms of opponents, they had the hardest road. Right? They had to play the Indians and Shane Bieber. They took care of that. And then the Rays, best team in the American League this year. Yankees at least have a chance. I don't expect it. You don't expect it. Don't change from where you were. But at least they have a chance, technically, to win game five tonight. So there's no excuses. We all know that. There's never any excuses for the Yankees. So they got to go out tonight and perform. Craig is in Jersey. Craig. Hey, Gordon. What's going on? Uh, hey, big fan. Thanks, man. Um, so in terms of coaching the Yankees, what percentage of the team is coached uh, by Cashman uh, versus Boone? Thanks, brother. What percentage? Oh, I don't think that there's an exact percentage every single day, but I think that there's, it's pretty clear that there are, there are portions of the team that traditionally are done by the manager that in this scenario they're not done by the manager. Now, this is not something that the Yankees are the only ones that do. The Dodgers are the same way. 
Most of these teams now, most of the adically, uh, analytically run teams, not anally run teams, let me be clear, they don't want to have that mix up, analytically run teams, they're kind of run the same way, right, in terms of lineup decisions, in terms of pitching decisions. Now, the end game, when it's time to go get the guy, I don't think that Brian Cashman has an earpiece into Brian, uh, Aaron Boone's ear, but that's one I think that Aaron Boone is kind of deciding. But resting of players, that's not Aaron Boone coming up with that. And certainly game two, anybody who was crushing Boone for game two is just someone who despises Aaron Boone. Anyone within the, within the, you know, the organization, obviously Michael Kay is the first one who, who was pointing it out on Twitter as it happened. That's not an Aaron Boone decision. That's a Yankee organizational decision. This is what we're going to do. So anybody who was killing Boone for that is just somebody who despises Aaron Boone, and really their opinion is not valuable because they're just going to blame him no matter what. So, uh, but I don't know what exact. I don't think that you could have an exact percentage of what's done here or what's done there. But I think there's certain areas, certain lanes, right? Like pitching lanes that they like to go with. There's certain managerial lanes that they're kind of put Aaron Boone in, and there's fewer that he is actually putting himself in, as opposed to a traditional, you know, Joe Torre or Joe Girardi back in the day. Boy, some of you are just incredible. You're just absolutely, you're like the leaves that are on my front lawn, and they just blow this way and they blow that way. It is the Gordon Dammer Show. It is 98.7 FM ESPN New York. Of course, the headline today, the Yankees win game four last night, beat the Rays, and so there will be game five tonight. Do or die, win or go home. And we'll have the game right here on 98.7 FM starting at 7 o'clock immediately following the Michael K show, but our poll question today is tonight's game five. Do the Yankees win tonight? Now, yesterday, of course, everybody, well, not everybody, but two thirds of people all were not. Nah, it's over. It's done. And I was that way. And I would just simply say, that's where you have to stay now, right? It worked out yesterday and maybe it's magical thinking and maybe it's uh, delusional thinking, but it worked. So why switch now? So I think the message of today's show is if you were negative yesterday, stay negative. Expect the worst out of Garrett Cole tonight. Don't all of a sudden say, you know what, it's Garrett Cole, we're going to... No, stay where you were. I liked it better yesterday where everybody was counting them out. Everybody said it was over. Fire Cashman, fire Boone, fire all the people, everybody, the analytics nerds, all those people. Stay in your lane. And unfortunately, the poll question today, we've seen that at least one-third, and I'm expecting probably more than that by the end of the day, are changing lanes. Don't change lanes. Stay in your lane. So let's go to the Magic 8-Ball. I said I promised it, right? Magic 8-Ball. Do the Yankees win tonight? Magic 8-Ball. Let's see what we got here. Magic 8-Ball. Oh, my God. This thing is terrible. I, I got the worst Magic 8-Ball in the world. What does it say? Oh, boy. Concentrate and ask again. We're running out of time, Magic 8-Ball. All right. Let's get a couple calls in. Spike is in Jersey. Spike, go quickly, my friend. Well, I would start the game today with uh, Chapman and finish with Tanaka. No, I don't think I don't think we're asking Tanaka to get any outs tonight. I think that one is pretty much clear. Twelve one, I bring him in in the uh, in the uh, be the home team. We're the away team tonight. Yeah, away team tonight. Yeah. Listen, these have been rough to watch, but uh, Boone was perfect last night, and uh, every button he touched was great. And um, as I'm talking to the um, Michael K. Trivia Show, you can't even talk at this hour, champion. Yeah, there we go. Go ahead. And Stumpfell from Bird Living Legend. 
Go ahead, Spike. All right, Whitney says we're going to win tonight. Maybe we maybe you should pl- play Whitney's version of the national anthem before the game. She could sing anything, especially anything. that national anthem. Spike. Enjoy right. the game. I'll talk I'll, to you tomorrow. We'll, we'll try. We'll see if we can get a win tonight and certainly make for a more fun Saturday show. I can tell you that. Saturday, we're on at 7. Magic 8 ball. We're going to try it one more time here. Do the Yankees win tonight, Magic 8 ball? And the answer is, it's just simply yes. That is the answer. Yeah, that's, well, you know what? I don't know. We didn't ask the Magic 8 ball yesterday, so maybe the Magic 8 ball is not generally negative. But the Magic 8 ball is predicting a win, and um, so we'll see. Eddie in Brooklyn. Eddie, go. Hey, good morning, Gordon. I only got a few words to say. I'd like to say good morning to my fellow workers out there, but let's go Yankee and let's go Braun. Let's go. Who? Oh, LeBron. Okay. Yeah. Well, look. Uh, they, they're clearly that. That's already decided, Eddie. I mean, that, I don't even know why they're bothered playing those games. It's just, uh, I guess, to just fill uh, some time. But no, that that series is over. That series was over before it began. And maybe the Yankees series is already over. Maybe we're all kind of deluding ourselves that Garrett Cole is going to go out there tonight and pitch a big game. Well, that doesn't necessarily happen. Let's hope. But let's stay in our lane. Throughout the day today, keep that negativity. Don't lose the negativity. If that's where you were, that's where you should stay. You know where we're going to stay? We're going to stay on the sidelines because the show's over. We're back tomorrow at 7 o'clock. It's 98.7 FM ESPN New York. See you tomorrow. This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN.